The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast... I am speaking with Jenny Mullen and Jen Janizelli about their wedding at Luau Point. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they planned this event and how it all turned out. So welcome, Jenny and Jen. Hi. Hello. Happy to be here. I've been told I have a face for radio. I've been working on that all day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how the two of you decided that you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. So originally we had planned uh, a local wedding. We're in South Jersey, but we were also looking at farms in Pennsylvania. And it just started to be spreadsheets and vendors and photographers and cake people and DJs. It was just too much. Plus, we would have to invite literally everybody we knew ever. And she has a big Italian family, and we have uh, extended friends. So I was putting together spreadsheets and showing my now wife. And she goes, you know what? Why don't we just go down to Disney? It would just be so much easier. We love it there. And I've been kind of joking about it probably the entire time we were engaged. Like, oh, we should just go elope. It would be easier to go elope down to Disney. So she's like, you know what? Let's just do it. I think the other consideration was... Disney was very special to Jenny, and it just seemed like a good fit. I, now please don't shun me for this, I had not been a Disney person until I met Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) She's a planner. She makes lists about the lists that she needs to make. So with her, going to Disney is very simple as, you know, for me, I should say going to Disney as, as me, as Jen, is very simple because she has every reservation booked all the fast passes are done she's got the alarm set at 6 a.m for all of the events the special parties things like that so i just get to go along and enjoy and it's the fruits of her labor and thank you i love you for that (laughs) so it was very enjoyable to go to disney so when we started into our relationship we were going to disney every year and we just had such a good time and it meant so much to her and her family and i said you know what this just seems like the perfect fit it seems like the perfect solution to the problems we were having locally, you know, because for me, I was looking at, I know, I was looking at farms that had like goats and stuff. And I was like, oh, this would be really cool. But then I said, you know what? Goats are cool, but Disney is cooler. <laughs> that should be on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so now how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? You know, I think everybody had an inclination. 
because the whole house is just Disney-fied. There's Disney everywhere. So they knew that, that Disney was important to us, but I think it's the, once you actually go forward and, and commit and make that phone call and, and talk to the, the Disney fairy tale wedding representative, then it becomes real. And then it's like, oh boy, I got to get everybody from New Jersey to Florida. And that becomes the, the challenge. And I don't think that anybody had any hesitation to come and celebrate with us. Everybody was very excited. You know, you tell people a Disney wedding and they get very, very excited. They, they just, they love the idea. But the execution of the idea, actually getting everybody <laughs> down there is, is the challenging part. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 25 all together, but we had been polling pretty much the whole year ahead of time uh, before we started inviting people to see who would and wouldn't want to go. Out of most of the people that wanted to go, it was about 25 people. So we sent those invitations out. We got 20 back saying that, yes, they would like to come. And then on the way down, uh, the day before, one of our flower girls got sick. So that was one off. And the second person in my bridal party got real sick. So that was another person down. And uh, our photographer actually was going to bring her wife, but then their son got sick. Huh. <laughs> that was another person who, who wasn't able to come, but um, she did find a replacement for, for her wife to help us uh, second shoot the wedding. Did you set up a room block? We did. I'm a DVC member. The Polynesian was very special to my mom. So as soon as that went on sale for DVC, uh, I, I bought uh, a bunch of points there. So we did Polynesian. Most of our immediate family stayed there. And we stayed in the DVC room. And then we also did Pop Century. And the majority of our guests stayed there. And we also did Port Orleans French Quarter. But I think only one couple stayed there. <laughs> now, how did you choose the day of the week and the time of day for your ceremony? We picked Wednesday because we're an escape uh, wedding at the time. Wednesday was one of the cheaper days. And we knew we wanted to go in February. And I just happened to like the way that February 12th, 2020 looked when we wrote out in numbers. So that's what we went with. And it ended up being pretty great because two days later was Valentine's Day. So we got to spend our first Valentine's Day as a married couple in Disney. And we had a really great time. And how did you pick the time of day? Oh, that that's me. I am a I'm a night owl and uh <laughs> I am I am not one for mornings and I couldn't even imagine getting married anytime before 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> now, of the ceremony venues available with the escape package at the time, how did you choose Luau Point? My mom passed a couple years ago and so, like I said, that we bought into Polynesian, and that was her favorite resort, and she loved going to Hawaii. So we just knew that we were going to get married at the Polynesian if we were going to do a Disney wedding at all. So there was never any question that that's where we were going to get married. She took me to um, the Polynesian for my first time during one of our trips. And the whole vibe of the Polynesian, I think, is just the best out of all the resorts. Now, that's me personally. I think the vibe there is just, it is the views, the atmosphere, the decor. I mean, right down to the, the pumping of flowers into the lobby. It's like, holy smokes, it's crazy. And it gives you just an overall sense of almost escapism. You forget that you have 
any troubles or any worries in the world. It's just, it's a, it's a wonderful venue. And not only that, Luau Point is just gorgeous. The scenery and, you know, the, the beach setting mixed in with the tropical flowers. It was just a gorgeous setting. I agree. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony? Yes, we did. So <laughs> we love Daisy Duck so much. Every single vacation, every time we go down to Disney World, we make sure that we find Daisy Duck and we take amazing photos with her and then we blow them up and put them in our living room. So we have like a Daisy Duck wall. We just love her. So we knew we immediately had to have Daisy come to our wedding. Yeah, Daisy sees us coming. She's like, oh, no, <laughs> because she's just so she's I mean, all the characters are great, but Daisy just does these poses that are so cute, sassy. so sassy, so cute. And we just love it. And when she turned the corner, because the representatives come to you and say, oh, we're waiting on a special guest. They'll be here momentarily. And I think I just got caught up in other things and I didn't realize. And then I turned my head and she was there and I was just like filled with joy. I was like, oh, Daisy. And then, you know, I, I think there's this, uh, Kim got a really great photo of me just like with my hands against my face like a, a 10 year old, but you know, that's just the kind of joy that it brings out. And she came, oh, she had a gorgeous dress on. She looked better than me. <laughs> and that isn't one of her standard outfits. How did you choose to request that dress? So it was a lot of Pinterest boards looking for Daisy duck outfits. And that's her outfit for a mini springtime brunch at uh, Hollywood studios. And I requested that special and they said, no one ever requests that dress. Of course you can have it. Okay. So she came to the cake cutting. Do you have any cake flavors you would recommend? Jen loves red velvet. So we knew one of the layers had to be red velvet with the traditional cream cheese, buttercream icing. And I am a chocolate cake girl. So I went with the chocolate cake and then I didn't know what filling to put into it, so I put a little post on the Disprize board, and I was like, you have to go with the Chero. And it was amazing. It turned out so good. Did you guys do any kind of a meal or reception after the ceremony? So we had our dessert party at Sago Key at the Grand Floridian. That was a really nice location for us to, was really a great location to get photos with the happily ever after fireworks because you have a really great waterfront setting and a really great view of the castle and if you get the audio package with your dessert party they'll bring in speakers and pipe in the music from the fireworks so your your guests can enjoy the experience of the fireworks you know without all the crowds or, or any of the, the typical fireworks craze <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you have a really nice, intimate waterfront setting, and we had uh, picked out some of our favorite foods from the parks, and they did a really uh, nice spread. And I am what I like to call emotionally allergic to onions. I just hate onions, and I don't know why. It's just always been with me. And Disney was fantastic about putting no, not a single onion on any of the food. I mean, they even made me salsa with no onions, which was like heaven. <laughs> I think I had mentioned offhand to one of my friends, you know, during the dessert party, I said, oh, isn't this great? There's no onions in any of the food. If you find an onion, let me know. And I didn't even realize I had said that. I was just saying it jokingly. And then maybe two minutes later, the chef was tapping me on the shoulder and he said, I'm sorry, was there an onion? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I was just joking about it. But thank you. I, I appreciate you know, this is very, you know, sharp lookout for the onions. I appreciate that. <laughs> so they were very, you know, they were very uh, nice in terms of 
uh, accommodating, you know, my crazy onion. And also her uh, father has a lot of food allergies and food sensitivities. And they made him special food and they took care of him. And the food was a really nice experience. And of course, you know, Ohana bread pudding, I had to have that. (laughs) Any other menu items you can recommend? So what we wanted to do was make sure our guests were able to have everything that we love when we go there. So all of our must-haves, we made sure that they were able to put at the dessert party. So Ohana bread pudding is a must-have. They've actually made up little individual bread puddings. Jock Lindsay's hanger bar has an everything pretzel, like an everything bagel seasoning on a pretzel. And there's like a beer cheese that is served with, and we have to do that every single time we go down. So they did that for us, but they made the pretzels instead of shaped like airplanes, they made it shaped like Mickey. Mr. Kamal has a vegetable dumpling or chicken dumpling uh, at Animal Kingdom that Jen just loves. So they were able to recreate that with a ponzu sauce. And then we had a couple of picky eaters. And like she said, my dad has some food sensitivities. Our, the flower girl that was able to come, she's a little bit picky too. So we did some hamburger and cheeseburger sliders, and then we did a nacho bar. And that was perfect because, like, my, my dad is gluten-free, but there are corn chips, and we didn't have any seasoning in the, the chicken, and everyone could just put on what they wanted, and it was, it was amazing, especially with the no onions. We didn't have to pick out any offenders at all. No onions. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day fit together? Right around 7 o'clock, between 7 and 7.30, I would say, Stacy Otto from Fairytale Hair and Makeup came. She did Jen's mom's makeup first, and Jen's best lady, Lauren, she got her hair and her makeup done. We were able to get joining rooms at the Polynesian through our DVC points, so we were able to get ready together without really seeing each other. Because as soon as Stacy started on my hair and makeup, I made her go to the other room with Lauren and her mom. Our photographer showed up, I guess, around 10 o'clock with her second shooter. And we had never met that particular photographer before. His name is Steve, and he, he was amazing. I will say, the, the young woman that did her uh, hair and makeup, her name was Stacy, mm-hmm. correct? Absolutely fantastic job. Can't recommend her enough. She looked so gorgeous. Aww. And the shade of lipstick that she used on you, I don't think it's, it's not your usual color, but it was so gorgeous. The, the, the different like subtleties that she picked on, you know, with placing the starfish in your hair and doing those little tendrils. And she did just an amazing job. And that was sort of kind of the reason why I was avoiding you in the morning because <laughs> I really wanted to, you know, it was like this big reveal. And, you know, I, I was, I was kind of just running around screaming because I Literally just, screaming. I am, I'm, I'm like one of those people where, you know, she's my person and, you know, we kind of share so much and I was almost at a loss. I was like, where's this? Where's that? But I couldn't ask her cause she was in the other room and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, ruin the big reveal. But Stacy did an amazing job. We were extremely lucky to have her talents. Yes. I absolutely agree with that one. So like we said, uh, Kim, our photographer, came around 10, and Steve, I think, was with Jen, and Kim was with me while I was getting my hair done. Jen had to be down in the lobby of the Polynesian to meet our coordinator around 12, 12, 15, and we we decided we weren't going to do a a first look. Uh, We kind of, since it was a small wedding, we wanted it to be special. We didn't have a lot of time built in in the morning, really, to do it. 
because again, Jen is not a morning person. It takes me roughly two hours to do my hair. <laughs> I have yeah, I have this like Elvis quaff kind of thing going on, and it really does take me a long time. And I was I was the the hair the day of your wedding, you don't realize like the finality of everything. You know, once you put that hairspray on, it's like you're done. That's it. That's your look. <laughs> <laughs> So Jen met our coordinator in the lobby around 12.15, and uh, after she left, I didn't see her again for another hour-ish, which was probably the longest time that we were apart that entire week that we were down there. I had to meet our coordinator around 12.45 for our one o'clock wedding. That's kind of where everything started to go a little hazy. I didn't know this at the time, and I'll let Jen describe what she saw when she got down to the ceremony site. But we were held up in the lobby for a long time because there was an extra guest down at our ceremony site. And it turned out that one of our guests, Jen's aunt, was friends with someone whose daughter was a cast member. And the cast member happened to be working at the Polynesian and she came running down to say hello. So it wasn't actually another guest. It was just a cast member that came to say hello to one of our guests. But that was throwing us off our timeline. Well, my timeline, I mean, I was just going with the flow. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much my life's motto, <laughs> which is how I get into trouble a lot of times. But when I got to the site, I was there with my best lady, Lauren, and a good friend of mine, her brother, Philip. And, you know, it was really nice to be there and have their support. And everything was good. And we were just laughing and, and joking. And, and the photographer was taking some pictures, some candids. And I turned the corner and I see these balloons hanging on the inside aisles of all the chairs and the balloons were very different from what we had ordered and what we had envisioned that was my first uh sort of thing where I was like uh-oh things may be taking a turn <laughs> so I did I did say to one of the uh, cast members I said hey is, is there any way we can you know get rid of these balloons because they didn't really match the vibe that we had envisioned we we kind of wanted um like the balloons you see at the park and we wanted them on the outside of the aisles. And then at the end, we were going to do um, sort of like a, a receiving line with the balloons. But I came down and the balloons were more of like a almost like a kid party balloon. So I looked at my best lady. I said, grab them, pop them. <laughs> That's all I can do. That's all I can say. Because my only thing was I, I knew that if, if we left the balloons and she turned the corner to walk down the aisle and she saw those balloons like she was going to a 10 year old's birthday party. She would have popped him herself coming down the aisle. It would have been pop, pop, pop as she walked to me. <laughs> one of the other things that I found out later was uh, Lauren had asked one of the cast members to take the balloons down. And one of the cast members said, well, that's not really my department. That's floral. And she was with the cake. And so she wouldn't help us. So unfortunately, our guests had to help us take the balloons down. But well, was, it was me, Lauren, and Phil just popping balloons. So it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was blissfully unaware of any of that, and uh, we walked over to the Luau Point at the Banyan Tree right uh, right after 1 o'clock. So we were already running late for our 1 o'clock ceremony, and we realized that we had left the actual ceremony. Jen's mom wrote our entire ceremony. She wrote our vows for us. She wrote everything. It was beautiful, and our officiant hadn't remembered to take it with him when he left the room, so my... Not to interrupt you, but... I forgot to take it with me. <laughs> yeah. So it was in that, that leather folder. Mm. And this is the problem when I'm separated from you. 
<laughs> I have memory loss and, and <laughs> so Lauren had grabbed some of the what are they the lays and I had just been grabbing just anything that I thought we needed and the leather binder we left on the dresser. So that was us. That was us. Spoiler alert, that was us. <laughs> we left well, that's okay. So the the binder with our ceremony that Jen's mom had written for us uh, was left in the room. So my brother, who was my man of honor, I asked him to run back real quick. And our if, if you know what the Polynesian looks like, you know that Luau Point is pretty much on the far end of the resort. Luckily, we were staying at Tokelau Building, which is pretty close to the Great Ceremonial House. So it wasn't too far, but it was pretty far. And for a February wedding... We expected the weather to be pretty cool, like uh, low 70s, but that day it was almost 90 degrees. So my poor brother ran back. He did get the ceremony. And I guess we had some miscommunication with our coordinator because we heard, uh, as I was standing there uh, around the corner, Jen's music to escort her mother to her seat started. So I sent her best lady down to get the coordinator. The coordinator came back and was like, oh, well, it's okay. We'll just play the song a, a few times. I was, and again, this is the whole thing where you're separated and you're blissfully unaware. I was, you know, hanging out down by the tree. Everything was gorgeous. You know, uh, sun was shining. It was a lovely day. The balloons had been popped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so everything was fine. And then, you know, the coordinator came up, came up to me and she said, are you ready to go? I said, yeah, let's do this. And at that point, she gave the cue, I think, to the uh, violinist, who was fabulous. Oh, such beautiful uh, music. And I went and escorted my mom down the aisle, sat her at her seat, and took my took my place up at the tree with uh, John, our, our lovely and, and patient officiant. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I think... They that that wonderful violinist played "Go the Distance" maybe eight times, <laughs> and by that point, I'm kind of you know I was laughing at one point, and I, I made a joke to the guests. I said, "Well, I hope she didn't change her mind." And then as time kept passing, I said, "Maybe she really did change her mind," because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on on the other side of the trees, and um, you know I was starting to get a little bit worried. And then I think it was Greg, John's husband, came running down with the binder to to John, and I said, "Oh, that's what it was." She wasn't abandoning me. She, we, you know, we forgot, we forgot the vows. And, um, so that was the only thing that it was kind of like, like Jenny said, there was definitely a miscommunication there at what point to start the ceremony, whether it was okay to start the ceremony. Cause me standing at the tree, I don't know what's going on. I said, yeah, sure, let's go. And then, you know, I was kind of standing there not knowing what was going on, thinking that my beautiful bride to be had run away on a golf cart or something. So I was, I was hoping I was, I would have liked if somebody had come down and, and told me like, Oh, you know, don't worry. They're just going back to get the vows as opposed to me just standing there. <laughs> so we ended up having our ceremony around one thirty, and it was quick. It was maybe 15 minutes. We had a remembrance ceremony with uh, a lay uh, to remember my mother and Jen's grandmother and Jen's uncle and, Everyone else, um, we said by name that weren't able to make it to our wedding with us, but we still felt we're there. And after that, we did uh, a lay exchange, a Hawaiian lay exchange, which after after the ceremony, we gave our lays to our parents. And then we did um, 
a normal ring exchange? Well, I think the best part of the day and the best memory, you know, despite all the, the, the franticness was when I heard, you know, the, the Moana song. And I think, uh, I had spent so much time on my hair and makeup and the minute I saw her turn the corner, I was like, Oh no, I'm going to cry. And there's a, there's a picture of me just like, I, I think I just turned around and started like pointing my eyes upward to try and like, like keep, you know, no, 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 no tears. And, uh, that was a very, you know, that was, that was a really special moment for me when she turned the corner and went down the stairs heading towards me at the tree. The overall vibe of the, of the venue combined with her musical selection of, of the Moana song was just, I mean, it was just gorgeous. Like, how could you not cry? I was trying. I was like, oh, I got to take pictures. I can't cry. But it was just a, it, the whole, despite what happened, it kind of all left my mind. And, and the minute the music played and flowers are blowing the breeze and this beautiful girl is walking towards me, it's like, oh, this is like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so the, the ceremony itself was pretty short. And we headed up to sign our marriage license. So we got married down at the banyan tree and we had the the cake reception, the cake and champagne reception up at the actual Luau Point overlooking the castle and the lagoon, which is gorgeous. And so we were already running pretty late. And then we found out that Daisy would be running a little bit late too, because you can't have a character visit you while there's champagne around. So we couldn't do our toasts right away. So we were kind of milling with our guests and uh, like Jen said, um, we happened just to, to see Daisy coming and her face just lit up like, oh, Daisy's coming. So we, we were able to do our, our cake cutting with Daisy and she just made such cute faces the whole time. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Yeah, I would, I mean, if, if it's something that you can work into your wedding, just for the brief amount of time that the characters are there, they bring such such joy and, you know, they really do add a flair that, you know, only Disney can do. You know, I, I came back and showed work colleagues photos and everybody, the one photo that they love is the picture of, you know, our first dance with Daisy in the background kind of going, oh, you know, and that's not something that you would get, you know, at my initial selection of a goat farm. You know, that's not something you would get there. <laughs> That's a that's a special Disney moment, and the character just adds, you know, flair. We did almost give Daisy a broken ankle, though. Do you remember that? She did. She <laughs> she tripped. <laughs> she tripped coming towards our cake, and we we almost lost the cake. <laughs> I was I was so excited for Daisy that I was leading her in a direction, and I didn't see that there was a a little uh, piling for the bridge that goes to Luau Point. But Daisy is quick on her feet, and she recovered very quickly. But that, that was <laughs> that was interesting. I was like, oh, no, Daisy. <laughs> and then in true Daisy Duck fashion, she had to yell at it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She shook, she shook her finger at the, at the little piece of wood that, had, that she had tripped on. <laughs> so we did our dances. I danced with my father, and then Jen danced with her mother, and then with her father separately. And then we did portraits with Daisy because you only get to keep the character for a little while. So we made sure we did portraits with Daisy. We made sure our flower girl got her autograph. It was her first autograph in her, her brand new autograph book that Jen had bought her the night before. So Daisy got to be the first one to sign it. After that, we did our toasts. My brother and her best lady gave us toasts real quick because we we're kind of being given the high sign that we we're, we're running out of time at our location. So as we were making sure everyone had their cake, we realized no one left 
cake for us. <laughs> so that's okay. I got, you know, I, I got a little bit. <laughs> we did. Um, her best lady uh, kind of like hung the bit of a cake off for us so we could, we could try it, which it was fantastic. Both uh, the German chocolate and the red velvet were delicious. And then, then after that, we were pretty much told, okay, we got to go. So they started uh, packing us all up. In terms of a, a ceremony, I, I really just, I can't envision a better ceremony. You know, that was, like I said, the location, the overall vibe, the the lay exchange that we did. And then before we walked down the aisle after our, our kiss, transferring the, the lays to our parents, you know, as, as a sort of a meaningful um, gesture. It just made you so happy. It was such a it was such a really beautiful uh, location. And then transitioning to to, you know, upstairs beyond the tree to, to Lua Point. You know, you're eating cake with the water in the background and you can see the castle. And, you know, it was a really I, I just can't think of a better place. I know there are many locations to get married at Disney, but I just I sing the praises of, of Polynesian of Luau Point. And it's so true. You don't you don't realize that there's some mishaps that are happening when you're there because you're just so happy to be there. And you're just so happy to have gotten married to your best friend. And there is there is some issues, but you at the time it was it was fine i was having a great time at three o'clock we were told that we should probably get a move on so we started our photography and we did that from three to six we spent a long time with our photographers we we did polynesian we did pineapple lanai we got to have dole whip get pictures there and that was fun and then we went up to the monorail and jen is a, a passenger train conductor so they actually let us in the cab of the monorail that was so much fun. That was so cool. For me, um, one place that was very important in terms of the whole experience was photography. Photography was very important to me. In another career lifetime, I I did do uh, wedding photography, and I had a um, a friend of mine uh, local to the Philadelphia region that I knew kind of shared the same style, um, put the same sort of emotion into her work. And just really is the kind of person that you want to work with as a photographer. Because sometimes you get photographers and they're very, um, what's, what's the word? Very systematic. And there's, there's very, it's like, okay, we have to get this shot. We have to get that shot. We have to get this shot. And there's no, you know, sort of organic flow to the love and the emotion. And our photographer, Kim, she is all about emotion and love and the experience so it was very important for me to, to get our photographer from Philadelphia to Florida. The, the point that I made earlier about, you know, sort of when you're doing a destination wedding and it's, you know, several states away from where you and your family are and, and you're getting all these people over there, it's, I think the phrase is, it's like herding cats. And we had a lot of cats. Mm-hmm. We had so many cats. We were basically Carol Baskin without the backstory. <laughs> we had so many cats. There was so much to do in terms of, you know, getting people to a location that, you know, some people weren't familiar. This was some people's first time at Disney. This was some people's first time at, in, in Disney in 15 years. So for me and Jenny, going to Disney, it's like, okay, you fly to Orlando, you get on the magic bus, boom, Mickey, done. All right. But for other people, they're they're like, well, how do I get here? How do I get there? Um, how do I get to my room? And you don't realize that. If you're if you're not a Disney person, getting to Disney can be daunting. Plus, we had a lot of people in our wedding uh, that as guests had 
mobility issues, uh, needed ADA compliant vehicles. So it took a lot to get everybody successfully down to Florida. So I would definitely encourage people if you are doing a destination wedding and it is, you know, far away from your home base, you really have to manage your expectations in terms of getting your friends and family and loved ones down to Florida. That's great advice. From three to six, we were with our photographer and we were supposed to meet back at the Grand Floridian at 630 so they could take us over to Sago Key Point. And then at seven o'clock, we were supposed to have our dessert party and it looked beautiful, but our photographer wasn't there. So we pretty much spent most of our dessert party trying to figure out where the oh. photographer went. We should say we had our photographer from Philadelphia, uh, Kim, our lovely photographer that made the trip. We only had her until uh, 6 p.m. And then included in the escape package was a Disney photographer. So it was our, our Disney photographer that was not there for the dessert party. Yes, that's correct. Because we had a, um, a park shoot the next day with our, our friend photographer. So we wanted to give her the night off so that she could relax. So since with the escape package, you get a photographer, we're like, okay, for an hour, we will use the Disney Fine Arts photography to do our, our uh, dessert party. And unfortunately, there was another miscommunication because our coordinator had gone home. No one had reminded photography that we needed a photographer. It definitely was on our BOE. And I couldn't reach our coordinator, so my brother thankfully went running again and found somebody at the Grand Floridian to help us out. And like we had said earlier, we had to pull a second shooter from a wedding that was going on at the same time from doing detail shots to come and shoot our fireworks. So we didn't get any photos with our guests. We didn't get any photos of the food or the setup. We only got about 15 minutes worth of the fireworks show itself. And then he took his life stand and ran away. So we didn't really get his name or anything. Um, we did manage to get the photos, but I had to kind of track somebody down through photography. And it took a couple of weeks before they even realized that, oh, yes, that's not part of someone else's wedding. That's a different wedding. So it sounds like there were several things that kind of did not go as they were supposed to. Did Disney do anything to resolve any of this? Thankfully, yes. I had been pretty upset with how everything had been handled the following day when our coordinator called to, you know, find out how everything was and she kind of brushed us off. So I did kind of escalate it to her manager and in true Disney fashion, they, you know, stepped up to the plate. We hopefully will be when this pandemic is over. We do have plans on going in February for our first wedding anniversary. I'm not sure if we're going to be making it or not. But hopefully um, we will be getting more photos taken. And Disney was really great. And they, they did encompass uh, uh, our stay for when we go again. Oh, that's great. Now, Jen has shared her favorite memory of the wedding date. Jenny, what was your favorite memory? Oh, she, she took my favorite memory. So <laughs> favorite memory was you walking down the aisle? No, it was, <laughs> I turned, <laughs> it was when I turned the corner and... I locked eyes with Jen and I saw her at the end of the aisle and she immediately turned 180 degrees away. And I knew exactly what was happening because her best lady looked over at her and then she kind of gave me a shrug <laughs> and I knew she was trying not to cry. So that just made me, it made me feel 
extra beautiful and made me feel like, you know, it was, it was our day together. And the half, halfway down the aisle, she kind of did this little peek over her shoulder before she turned all the way around again. I just, I just love it. It's my absolute favorite memory. <laughs> okay. So do either of you have any other tips or advice that you would give future Disney couples? We would absolutely say if you're going to get married at the Polynesian at Luau Point or at the Banyan Tree, you really do not need any extra decor. Even in February, there is flowers everywhere. We were able to save so much money on not doing decor and do any extra floral for Disney. We did um, our lace and our flower girl's crown through um, an Etsy shop. They were handmade silk. So we're able to actually keep them as part of our wedding display now at our house. And also, I would just say, you know, make sure you get all the photos that you can. Make sure that, you know, look on Pinterest. Look at your fellow Diz brides. See where you like the scenery. And then just be free with your photographer. Let your photographer be the artist that your photographer is. You pick them for a reason. And um, just make sure you get all the pictures you can, because that's the only memory that you'll get to keep forever. Your dress you wear once, the food you eat once, and maybe talk about it for a year or so, but then you forget. And all people really have are their memories. So photography is definitely very important. I would also say, in terms of, you know, a Disney wedding, my advice would be, you know, no matter where you go, it's going to be gorgeous, it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be so special. But also... The, the notion is that Disney's going to take care of everything and do everything for you, which they, you know, they do for the most part. And they provide you a really wonderful and beautiful experience and memories are going to last a lifetime. But always make sure that, you know, you've you, you got a, a little bit of control in there, too, because you have to always just double check. Everybody's human. Mistakes may happen. You know, miscommunications may happen. But the good thing about Disney is they always make sure that they make up for, you know, whatever may have happened. And. And they make sure that you had a good experience. That's great advice. Well, Jenny and Jen, I think you've both offered a ton of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in having a wedding at Luau Point. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.